You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Yes, welcome to the Die Hard Podcast, where all we talk about is the greatest movie of all time, Die Hard, and its effect not only on our lives, but on civilization as a whole. In tonight's episode, we go over the Bruce Willis roast. We honor some of the greatest movie one-liners of all time. Also, John becomes a serial killer. And our topic tonight is things lost in the fire. No, it's just things lost. thought that would be better, but let's get it going, guys. It's Christmas Eve in L.A., but a team of terrorists. You want money? What kind of terrorists are you? Who said we were terrorists? Have their own holiday plans. But the one thing they didn't plan on was New York cop John McLean. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. You really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm born a pizza? <laughs> He's an easy guy to like. Welcome to the party, pal. And a hard man to kill. <laughs> Hans, Bobby. All right, welcome back. We are in episode six of Die Hard. I am your co-host tonight, Matt Kahn, along with me, Hot Dog King of Detroit, Joey Dudek. Yes. Should we always go with the Hot Dog King of Detroit? Hell yeah. Or should we? I was like, should I just start calling him King of Detroit, or is that too? That's a lot. It's a big. Heavy is the crown, as they say. Yeah, it's definitely. It's something. It's a battle I, I have to deal with every day, but I get through it. You know, you can call me the king. Okay. Well, now you just made it weird. Now I'm like, now I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just made. It, I wanted to help you sound cool, but now you're like, now I'm like subservient to you. Is that a word? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's all right. I've always been cool. It's just everyone didn't know it, you know. But now they do because we got tons of followers now on yes. our podcast, right? We do. We we went live on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Please subscribe. Give us a five. And listen every other week. And uh, we also, we're getting up and running on some of our other activities. There's just been, it's been tough because there's been so much diehard going on with the 30-year anniversary. There is. We also had uh, Bruce Willis Roast, which we're going to get into shortly. I can't wait to get into that. That was a good one. You saw, you, you see it, obviously. But... I saw it. It was, uh, it was up there. I mean, the Rob Lowe one was pretty pretty great, too. Kate, we're, we were talking about that before the show. There was uh, quite a few ones. I don't know if your Kate was going to say something. <laughs> we were. I was confused for a second. Yeah. She's like, oh, the Bruce Willis roast. How many years ago was that? I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking Rob Lowe. And that was only last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Rob Lowe was last year. See? So yeah. they did a Justin Bieber one off. recently, too. I saw that one. That was probably pretty good. It was It was good. You know, the Biebs wasn't, uh, you know, if you're going to get roasted, I mean, John McClane or, you know, Bruce Willis, he took it like a man and he dished it out. Yeah. Uh, the Biebs was just kind of sitting there, just kind of half smiling. I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. I guess when you got enough money, you can, you know, just have a roast of yourself. I, I want to know why they do it. Is it like a clean their image? Like, hey, let's have a restart. He, that- he actually, he, at the end of it, he did take the opportunity to kind of like have a heart to heart with the people watching, like the fans of okay. like, hey, look, I fucked up. I made a ton of dumb mistakes, but I'm trying to get my act together kind of a thing. So he did have a serious moment. I'm sure it was his publicity, you know, P- team, right. PR team saying like, do this stuff. You'll come out way better on the back end. Right. Almost like a clearing out of the past, new beginnings kind of thing. 
Yeah, but I'm sure he's done some, a lot of dumb shit since then. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought he got, I think he got like sober though. He just seems like his, there was Bieber that was like peeing in buckets and Arby's and doing other yeah, dumb shit. Now right. there's like, now he's just making out with his girlfriend everywhere. Yeah, so boring. God, he's Very so boring. Lame-o, right? It's a ba- he's marrying a Baldwin daughter. Really? Which, yeah, which I didn't, I don't, I don't know which Baldwin. So you you must be following him all the time. I mean, what, what's your favorite song? I mean, you got to, gosh, you know, are you going to have him plans with him you know, next I, week or what? I would. Uh, you know, we're a big fan of Beebs at the house, big fan of <laughs> of One Direction as well. It's uh, RIP to that band. That was one of the one of the greats. Went too soon for sure. Harry Styles, big fan of mine as well. All right, you got a lot of fans. A lot of fans, a lot of like kids bop stuff. Yeah, right. That sounds well. You seem like the kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're probably wondering where is where is our uh, Yippie Kai J tonight? He is. Where is he, by the way? We I know that he's not coming, but he is hopefully listening. He's out on assignment. Actually, he's, he's out on assignment. He's uh, he's doing a lot of research. There's going to be a lot of great stuff coming up from Yippie Kai J down in the future. So good things yet to come. Yes, a lot of uh, anti-terrorism. I'd assume. Well, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of things. So it's actually on the DL right now. We can't really disclose. And speaking of, we have big things coming. They are they are re-releasing Die Hard in November at local theaters. That's what I hear. That we will be a part of. Yeah. Once, yeah. What are we going to do? Because we're going to make it, we're going to do it big. So all of our fans and listeners, we're calling on you. When the time comes, you're going you're gonna to join us and we're going to make it a really big thing. I know exactly what you need. A ribbon and very large scissors. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. But I think we're talking about going on site. Going, I know. Going on site. You're going to use that on site. On site. On site for a grand opening. Nothing makes an event like, and nothing like the grand opening to the re-release the, a ribbon than a giant ribbon and giant scissors. Giant scissors. Yeah, you're right. Giant ribbon, <laughs> little scissors just takes forever and people get anxious. <laughs> Let's cut the fucking thing. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go to the theater, right? Yep. We're going we're gonna to go there and um, we're going to do a live version of the show with, with everyone there. And uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great way to celebrate one of the best movies of all time. 30 years. And they also, they've done a lot. You've seen probably uh, if you're a diehard fan like we are, obviously you are if you're listening to us or just fans of... Hot dog king, king of the con man, and the con man for sure. <laughs> we got, we got, it. we're world deep with our fan club, Bro. right? But they've also there's just been a lot of the news. They did a they did like a tour of the Nakatomi Building recently with some some narrative. Saw that article. That was yeah. that was awesome to that be able cool. to. They took pictures of all the different sites, all the key points in the movie. The the air shaft, right, uh, going up to the rooftop, the helipad. You said shaft and looked at me. Like, I did. I actually I smiled and winked. Too. You I didn't know if you caught me differently. That, right? when you said shaft. Let's just call it a duct. <laughs> a duct from now on. No more shafts. No more shafts. Only ducks. <laughs> but they also did a screening of the movie outside of the Nakatomi Building. So just last week or so, they had it on a big screen and people were sitting in chairs. And that's actually the, the 20th Century Fox building that it was filmed in. So it was really? filmed okay. in the same studio that made it, which is kind of interesting. Not a lot of people know that. No, I didn't know that. Um, but it was actually pretty cool to be able to watch the movie and then look up behind the screen and you see the tower. Now you tell me tower. Yeah, right? yeah. You see it right there. That was pretty cool. I'm going to be out there in a few weeks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get some pictures with like in a tank top. There you go. Yeah, with no, with no shoes on, and just see what <laughs> I I'm gonna see how far I can actually go in the building before like, hey, cut it out, man. 
You right, should talk it. to people in, on the street and be like, hey, who do I look like? See, see if they know and then, you know, give some impressions. Oh, yeah. You look like I'm ordering a pizza. <laughs> you could do it. Look, keep a lookout for, uh, for Sergeant Al Powell Ooh. when you're out there, too. So we uh, – the roast. We're going to talk about that first. But before we play some of our clips on there, so Demi Moore, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis's ex, yep. made a surprise roast. And uh, I did a little research on her because I was like, wow, what's up with her? First of all, you, well, you watched it. She looked pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even know how old she is at this point. 55. 55. For 55, yes. She's got a voice starting to kick in, though. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. If she's not, see. yeah, if she's not watching, she's just, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And you could, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but because they did a really great job of just creating blur, but she had a see-through shirt on. She did. Okay, you caught on to yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that, and yeah, I was wondering the same thing. What's going on here? Bold move for a fifty-five-year-old. She can pull it off. She pulls it off. Right. Her kids are right front row. I don't. I, that feels odd to me. <laughs> that feels odd to me. That like, if my mom was. Hey, going, mom! Mom, you're up on the stage. Wow, I see uh, your rack. Hey, yeah. mom! Nice tubes. Yeah, maybe just <laughs> go like a scarf or something, mom. <laughs> mom, can I get you a shawl? Yeah, maybe a uh, duster. <laughs> I learned what a duster is today. Do you know what that is? I don't. There, it's like a, almost like a bathrobe that women wear out in public. Okay. Kate, are you familiar with a duster? Only old women wear dusters. Okay. Well, there, so some folks were in the office wearing a duster, I've noticed lately. And it made my list again of things that women can wear and men cannot. Because like, if I wore a duster, <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, hey, would you graduate it's today? not pajama day. What's wrong with yeah. you? Is that a cape, bub? Bub? You wearing a cloak, Harry Potter? <laughs> Same with tank tops. Guys have, or really any sleeveless, guys are, that's just out of the question. Yeah, it can't. Yeah. You know, professional but setting. For sure, for sure. I mean, I don't know, but on the flip side, I mean, can women wear ascots? You know? Oh. I, I don't know. I don't it's know, on, it's yeah. on the flip. It, the, you know, it could go both ways. <laughs> Why do you look at me weird and you say could it go both ways? No more shaft, no more going both ways. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, you know what? Actually, I'm just going to not look at you when I talk to you, and we're just going to – we'll do it yeah. that way. Would that be better? Yeah, it might be for the best. Yeah. There you go. I don't, I'm not mature enough for big words. Like you, you know, you said it was a surprise guess. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there's a surprise, but it's really not a surprise. Right. You right. know, I think it was a genuine surprise, I, I feel like, that he didn't know she was coming. Yeah, and I – I think so too. And some of her stuff was a little more personal. So it seemed like maybe it wasn't just a writer team that put together Demi's. Yeah. It's Demi, not Demi. You know, right. people call her Potato, Demi. potato. Yeah. It's Demi. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, if she was here, she'd probably crash you. I'm not going to. Yeah. I mean, why would you? But, but yeah, I, I actually, out of all of the, the roasters. Yeah. I think she was my favorite. Really? I think really? so. I, she was definitely up there and, and the, the personal, you know, jabs. Yeah. That holds a lot of weight right there. That was cool. It does hold a lot of weight. It, it really brings it real because you can make like ball jokes and like that that could be used for anybody. But when they talk like family life, you're like, ew, this is getting awkward. Mm-hmm. So I I looked her up a little bit. I was curious about her. I started Did you look her up and then look her down? Or? I looked her up. <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> Because first, I wanted to see how old she was back to like, hey, what's an appropriate age to wear a see-through top? Apparently, 55 is still appropriate. <laughs> so that's, that's good to know. Um, she had a very interesting childhood and beginning to life. And this is – you know how I like conspiracy stuff, right, Joe? Bring it, man. You're Dude, great at this stuff. I'm going to save it for the end of my quick – Buckle recap. up. Here it comes. <laughs> so here's some – I'll just – some weird stuff about <laughs> Demi. She's born in Roswell, New Mexico. Oh, t- right next to Area 51, yeah. right? Perfectly normal of place course. to be born. 
Um, she was her father left immediately, so her last name would have been Harmon. Instead, her she had a stepdad named Jeans G Y N E S, who pretty much raised her. She was cross-eyed as a kid, had to have two operations. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Probably not the last operations she had. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say you're correct yeah, on that. A couple others. She was raised by her stepdad, the Jeans man, yeah. okay. who also killed himself at age 37. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. Okay. 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 Not so great. All right. She then uh, she posed nude in a, in a nudie magazine. At age 16, when she said she was 18. At 16? Yeah. Damn, she knew lied. what she wanted. She lied and said she was 18. <laughs> However, I did not look this up to confirm. <laughs> okay. I don't know the statute well, of limitations did, well, you, uh, Right, good point. I mean, you did some extensive research last week on Playboy, right? Right, right. Who she was part of? She, I think so. I, think I don't know if it was that. like a full centerfold, but she probably did some – Something. Some picks, maybe halfway. Yeah, you know, I just maybe an article or two because obviously it has great articles. Was she wasn't she on that that Rolling Stone cover when she was pregnant? Yes, was that her? Uh, gosh, I feel like that was her. I think you might be right on that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know that it was her because it plays into <laughs> the rest of my research. <laughs> so she, I, I'll just go ahead with that. So her mom, a little bit of cuckoo, maybe uh, some drinking, some arson problems as well, huffing or something. Yeah, burning stuff down, I think. Yeah, to burn okay. Stuff, totally All right, got get it. Get drunk and burn shit. Got it. Hey, who doesn't Sounds like normal. That? Yeah. Right. It's pretty much uh, what a lot of people spend their time doing. She had disagreement. She actually posed nude for a magazine at the age of 50. Her mom? Her mom doing the doing like demi, demi poses. So uh, replicating okay. her daughter's poses. Because like, that's not weird at all. That's not weird. <laughs> These, uh, That's mo- some issues right there. Be yeah. like, I'm going to show you I can do this better. And then yeah. her being totally wrong on that, I'm sure. You have to be. I mean, I don't. She, she has to be somewhat attractive to be to have her daughter. I don't know. Her daughter came out a little cockeyed and everything. Maybe right, or maybe maybe she just <laughs> her needs. Daughter some, took some work. <laughs> I took a little work. She needed a little polish. Maybe she needed uh, like a ton of money, and then some smut magazines like, oh, you're Demi Moore's, you know, mom. Oh yeah, we're going to throw you some some yeah, some che- cheddar on that. So, but still, just odd, right? So that that, but here's something cool. Here's something. Her last name, as I mentioned, would have been Harmon. Ended up being Jeans, whatever. She marries a guy named Freddie Moore. And oh, that's strange. Her first husband's Freddie Moore. Mm-hmm. That's where she gets Demi Moore. Okay. They write a song together. She's in a band. That's like her first thing. Really? They write a song together called uh, "It's Not a Rumor." Not a rumor. Which was pretty so it's popular. like a fact. No, the songs. The songs called not a rumor. <laughs> the song is not a rumor, and it was actually a pretty decent hit. Hot hits. Yeah. So Demi has some hot hits. Some hot hits. That was in the, I think the early '80s, and she was getting like royalties off of that for a while. Uh, here's the funny part. So she still she marries Bruce Willis right after they after she divorces Freddie, and she keeps her name more probably because she got famous with that name and why yeah. go through the trouble right right. But then she names her first daughter Rumor off their hit song. God, so that's where it came from. Yeah, All right. I think. Well, okay, it makes sense because in the roast when she said, you know, they talk about her daughter Rumor, I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like yeah. who names her daughter Rumor? Dude, her – Because they've never seen the daughter. She's just a rumor. <laughs> She's just a rumor. They say it's like the father's a rumor. She, Her daughters have, have – it sucks. They have Bruce Willis's chins. 
It's they're uh, interesting. Yeah, they're interesting. <laughs> it's something to look at. They, you're like, wow, I can. It's almost like you, you, you split them in half. Like when they do that, yeah. whose daughter is this? But it's like the awkward parts of both of them yeah. combined in one. Like those weird face mashes. Yes. Yeah. Like you definitely can tell who their parents are. Right. But it's like it. I don't know. It was like a kid playing with a Lego set. Yeah, like you're put not a, quite yeah. got it together, but it's at least staying together. I'll put some eyes here. I'll put the nose here. And I'll put two chins on this one. It's like you got two Mr. Potato Heads for Christmas and you mixed them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they got divorced in whatever, 90s. And it was rumored that old Bruce hooked it up with Armageddon co-star Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. That yeah. would have been maybe half his age at that time. Yeah, who played his daughter? daughter. In the movie. Yes, just creeps everywhere. So is that is that incest? It's movie. It's, it's movie incest yeah. for sure. You think Ben Affleck? Because he was single. Was he like, hey, what gives? I thought for sure I was. This was going to be a layup. I'm working <laughs> six months with Liv Tyler. The only person, the only competition I have is uh, Bruce, who's married and fifty. And all the and all the other actors that were on yeah. there, you know, B B listers. Yeah, Michael Duncan Clark. Which yeah, fine looking man. Sure. Just I don't. I just feel like there'd be a size comparison issue with between the two of them. Okay. Maybe it works out. Yeah. Right. Steve Buscemi. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah, be yeah. weird. Right. I don't think he's pulling a lot of co stars. Yeah, I don't think he's really raking in the scene over there. No. So I, I felt kind of bad for Ben because he was he probably already told Damon like, hey, that one's in the bag. <laughs> Yeah, they're out in Boston having some chowder and just talking it. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to hit this. Oh, uh, the tires in the bag for sure. <laughs> Pass me another lager. <laughs> so, so that happened. So Demi rumored who she hooked up with? Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Solid move. Solid, solid move. Wow. Which makes sense when she was dipping down because she went Ashton too, right? Yeah, for sure. So – I had mentioned on a previous show, like, I would never be Wiener Cousins with (laughs) (laughs) Derek Jeter or Justin Timberlake. That's my two rules. Okay. Would you be a Wiener Cousin with Leonardo? Kate, you know what a Wiener Cousin is? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Even if I didn't, I think you could have filled that in. Yeah, it's not... You know Terribly. what? You know he seems like a cool enough guy. I, you know, I'd be down with it. I'd be okay with it. I wouldn't be down with it, but I'd be, I'd be like, you know what? Hey, fuck it. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'd be welcoming to it because it would put me as a wiener cousin to Tom Brady <laughs> through Giselle. <laughs> I'm trying to get into that. That's a tough one to get into. That's oh my gosh! One. Like the the degrees of separation. You yeah. don't, you don't care how you get there. You just need yeah. to, you just need to get there. <laughs> you just need to get to Brady. <laughs> That's the end game. That's your priorities, end game. man. Priorities. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take one for the team. Take it for the team. <laughs> Getting in that. So, okay, so it was Leonardo DiCaprio, and then <laughs> this is the best part. Listed <laughs> on it, too, it just said, and also a karate instructor. A karate instructor? Yeah, like, favorite, Leonardo and a karate instructor. Like uh, the and one. Yeah, but, but yeah. Like this guy's like, all right. Dude, that guy was, when she walked into his, his dojo, <laughs> he was just planning on schlepping some, like, $29 first month deal with a free gig. <laughs> and then he's like, is that fucking Demi Moore? Hey, yeah. we got a real special this month. He offered to show her how to sweep the leg, and, and then she just fell in love. Oh, yeah. He was, every kid in there, he's like, get out, everybody out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Closed, guys. Guys, get out of here. Uh, I, got a, I got a special one-on-one session going on right now. Yeah. Turn those lights down. So they get divorced, 
How much money do you think? I think they mentioned it in the roast. Do you think it was? It was at ninety million. Ninety million dollars. How the fuck, dude? That just shows how much crazy money they have. Like, yeah. Again, to like how many movies, how many everything they got going on that that. She gets awarded ninety million. Well, she was one of the top paid actresses. You know, I don't. I think she was kind of down at that point at the end of the nineties. But prior, earlier nineties, she was she was the highest paid actress. Well, yeah, I mean, she had a I mean, she had a ton of movies at one time. You know, GI Jane, like tons, A Few Good Men, all that stuff going on. Right, she yeah. wasn't the lead, but she probably had two or three of them. Right? Striptease, right? Yeah, striptease was on there. Was good it call. Bad? Was it a bad movie. Hey, I mean, yeah, it was all right. It was good. It was good. <laughs> So we're going to get started. We're going to play a little bit of this roast here for you guys so you can hear what we're talking about. We're going to hear Demi's, and then we're going to hear uh, Bruce Willis's comeback to everyone since we have that up and going. I have to say our daughters are incredibly we well-adjusted also, considering two of them are half Bruce After Willis. that, we're going to get into uh, – we, we do have – But let me just comeback. say – Yes, I'm ready. I still have not seen father. it. Nope. I mean, seriously. Nope. I mean, oh. every Oh, but prior Christmas, to that – we, we all celebrate the greatest one-liners of all time. Yes. In tonight's episode that we cover, we've actually – and we reached the hour mark in Die his special uh, coffee with medicine. But the, the greatest two lines of the movie Except happen to be within the same time. Yes, we're in for a treat. We are in for a treat I of one-liners. Can. <laughs> say we can't. now? I'll tell you. I have to say, yeah, our let's daughters get, you know are what? Let's, uh, incredibly yeah, let's well teaser. Welcome to the party, pals. Obviously, a big one. You hear, you hear that? In the but let me just oh, yeah. say, and, uh, he is a great father. I mean, seriously. I've heard that once or twice. I mean, every yeah. Christmas. That one's a popular one. Right Bruce after drops he would have the girls go well. make him his special coffee and with medicine. I did some research on, on the I mean, he would come down the chimney in the wife beater That was from, did you look that up? Waving that No, I did a little bit of research, not too much. Yeah. That was from. That was from. Uh, we good? Nope. So no good at all. Should I not talk? It's good. It's just I don't. The audio levels are so low on it oh, that really? with the microphones on, you probably we can't hear it. Oh really? So I just had it playing for a whole minute. Oh, and we couldn't hear. Did anything. you know? No, I didn't know. I didn't know either. No. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. That's all right. You know. Hey, this is showbiz. Showbiz. This is podcast this is biz how, yeah. right here. This is how we I can roll pull up the a punches. list of some of the best jokes. Oh no, we have a list. No, we got. We, we got. Have, we got. You guys covered. in your list. You we are so lists. good at that. Lists are awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't got to be crazy about lists and stuff, but they help out, man. I guess you could say we speak with a list. <laughs> Dude, bring <laughs> it in. Who's with me? Dude, that's a cheesy joke. But, you know, I, I, I love cheesy jokes. That was probably on a scale of one to ten. That was the lisp joke. It was probably like a seven. Not bad. Not it was bad. okay. It was respectable. 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 So do you have – well, you know, in the roast, I think the weirdest one we saw, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that that was a head scratcher. That was awkward as as heck. Yeah, like so. Why? I, I would love to know the selection criteria for all this. And I know some of them, the roasters are like their hand selected. You right. know, if I'm going to have somebody roast me, I, I would love to pick some people that I want to have. But there was probably like Comedy Central's like, yeah, yeah, he's in the news, right? Some timely but, stuff. Yeah, let's have this person on there. So he did an awkward burn on him where he basically told Bruce Willis that he Bruce owes him money. And he kind of fumbled through it. it. felt kind of real. Then it also felt like, hey, Dennis, nobody probably owes you money. You probably just like forgot or lost it. Yeah, yeah. Because Bruce got you – know, everyone was ripping on him for uh, Planet Hollywood. Yeah. And, and just like how much of this bomb it is. It sounds like Dennis Rodman had invested in Planet Hollywood. But sure. Planet Hollywood's still in – they're still in Vegas, aren't they? I mean, yeah. But, I mean, let's be honest. They're all – there's some over the country, but 
Yeah. Who really goes to Planet Hollywood? Yeah. I mean, hey, you want to see Schwarzenegger's leather jacket again? Yeah, I mean, if ever, if you're going to go to any one of those cheesy things, you're going to go to the Hard Rock Cafe or something stupid like that. Yeah, all that shit's kind of dumb. Yeah, not totally. I mean, yeah, it's not even that good. Yeah, you're like, is this real? This is just a shirt that they say he wore. It's like eh. it's the same shirt that's in Orlando, that's in Vegas. Yeah. you know, it's just it's not the, the real one. It's kind of weird. When I went to the Basketball Hall of Fame a couple months ago and walking around looking at the artifacts and shoes and jerseys. After a while, you're like, man, I'm just looking at some people's shoes and jerseys. <laughs> you know, you're just kind of like, what am I doing? They have just like old dirty, you know, underwear and, and whatever socks that was around there too? Or yeah. What? It was just like just crap they used. And it, some of it wasn't even like games. I got like, oh, this is the – game Jordan scored 69 points or something. It was just like, hey, this is Jordan's jersey. And here's a little bit about him. Yeah, it seems kind of weak. It's kind of weak. Yeah. But just museums. Even I thought the, the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall of Fame was pretty cool. We went there last year because they had some more interactive stuff. Mm-hmm. But after a while, like that's Michael Jackson's glove. Cool. Yeah, well, right. I've seen it before someplace yeah. else. It's just a glove. Can yeah. I wear it? Am I allowed to wear it? <laughs> right. Because that, that, right. if you could wear it, that'd be kind of right. cool. I'd get a picture with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Heck yeah. You instantly start dancing. Yeah. I can't stop it. I can't help it, man. I'm in it. All right. So so when Bruce did it, because everyone gets their turn, how these roasts work, right? Everyone gets their turn to have that, the, the man of the hour, just rip on him for for hours, right? And then he gets his turn, right, to, to come back at people. And and I, I, I thought he did a pretty good job yeah. ripping on everybody. And um, my favorite part, I think, from, from my line for, for him was uh, against Martha Stewart. And, and she was a, the other weird one that was actually kind of seems out of place, but I watched a few other roasts, and she's actually pretty funny. She's pretty good. You know what it is? Is I'm sure she doesn't write her jokes, right? Yeah, I'm sure half of these people don't. But they write him. They write the jokes for her. They she, she's deadpan. I think Nat. Yeah, it's the delivery. It's a personality delivery for sure. Her jokes are deadpan, and it all just works. Yeah, you know, and you're ripping on. You know, there was probably about like ten Martha Stewart jail jokes. That were out there, but which obviously are pretty damn funny. But the, actually, it was probably one of the best ones. He said, you know, if anyone can survive prison, it's someone who can toss a salad. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's come on. Good. That's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> I like uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Ross, who's always awesome. He goes, Bruce Willis looks like Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart. <laughs> If he ran a Ferris wheel. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. I picture Bruce with like a cutoff mechanics shirt on, you know, just just with a cigarette. <laughs> just pissed. His teeth are bad, though. Like in this case. Have to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. If his teeth were bad now, he would look like a bouncer or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think he would for sure. You know, and then, but the biggest, the biggest fu out of out of everything even came at the end. At the end of of what he was talking about, just being basically saying that, you know, I've uh, I've fought terrorists, I've saved the world eighteen times, yeah, I've battled baldness, and nothing stopped me. You know why? Because I'm Bruce fucking Willis. That's why. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, it's a good way to That's go. That's a off. mic drop right there. Yeah, he's like, boom. He's, he created that Yippie Kaye wasn't actually in any other movies either. It was from a song. It wasn't like direct. I thought he ripped it until I looked into it. I thought he straight up ripped it from a cowboy movie, but it wasn't. It was like in some songs in a sort of variation, but never like that. So I did a little research my own. Oh, my. Okay, oh, so my. I couldn't I couldn't find any kind of uses of Yippie Kaye 
in a movie. Okay. But I was able to find out that the uses of that in songs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, we're going to probably get to something later, but I'm going I'm to tease it right now. Oh, tease. tease so tease me. One tease me, please me, right? I got you, I got you. So the actual there's a song sang by Roy Rogers. Yes, okay. That used Yippie Kaye, right? Okay. In that. So and it's all the part of a song. Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. Oh wow. Okay. Right. And what's yeah. the significance of Roy Rogers? So we'll we'll, we'll talk Once about it now. Get we'll into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into it later. But that is the character. You know, when Hans is like, hey, you know, you know, basically, what was he saying about what's your name or? Yeah. Another some, bankrupt, uh, yeah, bankrupt yeah, culture kid watched too much TV, your cowboy. Yeah, he's called cowboy, right? And yeah. he's calling him a, like certain cowboy names, all these famous cowboy actors, right? And he goes, no, I, I'm more of a Roy Rogers fan. Right. So, so bringing it full circle, you have that character name. But back in the day, you have Roy Rogers as a singer in a movie singing about Yubikaye. They did their homework in Die Hard. They did. they did. They covered a lot. They covered it all. That's how you get that many layers. We're, we're halfway, half deep in layers right here. So did you see in the Kevin Pollack? He did a Christopher Walken impression. Dude, that oh. was fun. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, but I mean, Christopher Walken, it's a little beat up. Out of all the people you could intimidate or intimidate, you know, you know imitate. Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it was good. Right. But it's an easy target. Yeah, that's like it's just played. Like no one's like, "Hey, did you hear Kevin Pollock can do a really good?" Yeah, you know, like nobody says that. They're like, "Yeah." Yeah, I mean, if you're doing some somebody more relevant right now and doing it, that would have been a lot more funny. But. Yeah, do you got? Let me hear your Sean Connery. You got one? I, I really don't got a good Sean Connery. No. Did I, I say? Yeah. No. I, oh, I had Sean Connery in my notes. I wanted to do his impression. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear it. Let's hear. Oh, Sean you want Connery. me to do it? Yeah. Hey, let me hear you. I, I've been dying to know. Let me let me hear you. What Sean Connery. Do, you, do you have a Christopher Walken? Well, I mean, uh, I need more cowbell, oh, right? That, that's the easy go-to. Right, right. I, other than that, I, I got nothing. I, so this is like the Joe Dirt one I used to always do. What did you say? Oh, <laughs> I was already up to a bad start. <laughs> do, does your mother soap? <laughs> Get a little soul out. <laughs> nice. I, I felt like there was more to that. I used to do more for that one. I, I could see that's a good bit. Yeah. I, I could see that getting getting good. And then uh, Sean Connery, I had one I always tried to do from Finding Forrester. You ever seen that one? No, you're you're getting down to like the uh, late C D list types yeah. of the movies of, of actors, but I'm gonna go for it. It's been a while. All right, bring it, bring it, bring it. <clears throat> Why don't you write five thousand words on staying out of my apartment? <laughs> Your mother's a whore, Trebek. The, <laughs> the ripest for <laughs> the therapist. <laughs> therapist. <laughs> I, those are great bits right there. I love so those. good Saturday Night Live. So you know what? I think this is bringing us to the that that time, that crowd favorite time. Yeah, that everyone looks forward to. One of my favorite times. Uh, previously on, and uh, you know the rules of previously on. Why don't you, uh, for all of our new followers that are hitting us up, sure. you know, saying that uh, that they're, they've been really following us, today, what, what, explain this. So I write up a, uh, a previous on that takes more of a soap opera approach to our, our previously talked about shows and Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Hey, there it is. And Joe's, Joe's never seen it. Are we good? Here we go. All right. Oh, here he goes. Here we go. He's we're trying the, with the goal of trying to make Joe laugh and not get through. 
You are, uh, you're one for two. Yeah, one, 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 one. Okay, here we go. Previously on Die Hard, health issues swept through the Die Hard cast. John learns that he's had. <laughs> he got him. <laughs> John learns that he has mesothelioma from too much time in the air vents and also from hanging around the train depot throwing rocks at birds. <laughs> His sister Janet, who John recently had the instant lottery grand theft charges dropped, also found out that she will have her foot amputated due to type 2 diabetes. Which meant more bad news as Janet had to cancel her whitewater rafting trip with her new boyfriend, Randy, the stick shift Mason. Meanwhile, in L.A., Ellis is duped into snorting drywall dust residue found on the construction site on the 32nd floor and suffered a serious sinus infection that has him introducing himself <laughs> as Ellis Smellis. Smellus. Ellis Smellus. Will John join a class action lawsuit? Will Janet still enjoy Red Baron's pizza? <laughs> we'll find out. Tonight on an all new Die Hard. Nice. <laughs> nice work, dude. There we go. <laughs> I thought you might laugh at mellow mesothelioma just because it's a hard word. It, it's, it's a hard word, and then I, I know what it is. So I, it was the combo of it. It was a good combo. The, nice work. Just the daytime commercials for that. <laughs> and I thought you'd, you'd appreciate a good corny Ellis Smellis. Uh, Ellis Smellis. That was good. Yeah. Drywall dust. I thought it was that. Anytime you've ever done like drywall patching and you just when you're sanding it down there's just these little pot, white powder piles oh i could totally see him falling for that too just oh, yeah. trying to get his guy and he's like you know fuck this guy <laughs> you know i'm just i'm gonna get him i feel like he might even just know that his drywall does be like but it should still do something to him right? <laughs> <laughs> you know his 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 guy you know did that because the last time ellis paid him he paid him in all like dollar bills or, oh just you know, sweaty or, ones like too. 50 quarters for like $5 and quarters. Urine on this dollar? (laughs) Is this Ellis? (laughs) Worry about it. So, well, just a a quick recap on on what happened in this past few minutes that we're going to talk about tonight. So John gets down from the vent. Not a metaphor. He he actually climbs down from an air vent that he crawled into. Uh, Sergeant Al Powell enters the building. He chats with the security guard for a few minutes. Uh, John actually gets to kill his second and third person, which makes him a serial killer at this point. Yeah, I I think you could say that for sure. Uh, He tries to get Al's attention, so he throws a body onto the the police vehicle down there and then fires his automatic weapon, which I thought was kind of excessive. Yeah. And he wraps up, uh, let's see, and he wraps up talking to Hans, and they first officially meet over walkie-talkie. So the two... The the antagonist and the protagonist. Yes, love it. Speak for Good the first references. time, and that's that's pretty much where we wrap up on this one. Because there was within that doesn't sound like a lot happened, but boy, oh boy, we had some good stuff. Like we said, we had some one liners. Oh, we got to get to the one liners. You want to do this now? We'll do the one liners real fast. All right, we can do it real fast. So, yeah. in the list of uh, one liners in the segment we're talking about, there are two gems, right? You know, but the 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 main one we're talking Yippee Kaye motherfucker, yes. right? That is a line that uh, really for the next decades people will still be talking about and went on the interwebs, found the top 10, top 100 movie quotes 
uh, courtesy of HollywoodReporter.com. I'm sure you're a frequent uh, advocate of them, I'm sure. Hollywood Reporter, absolutely. Right. So uh, they ranked this one, one of the best lines ever, at number 22. So I get to thinking, I'm like, all right, if this line is 22, what other lines are ahead of this? And I was a little bit disappointed with uh, with the survey, not going to lie. And majority out of the 22, probably about like six of them, you know, some of them are from Gone with the Wind. I mean, they're, I mean, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That was the number one. Yeah, uh, from Gone in the Wind, but we're talking 1939. Casablanca right? just here's looking at you, it. kid. I know, and and here's the thing: you got some Casablanca, but then you got other ones about like Wizard of Oz, like all these things that really. Let's be honest. In today's day and age, right now, or you know, no one really watches this stuff, and you know, yeah, they're great, but they're not really relevant in today's world. So I weeded out this list, and really the ones that are, you know, I felt were somewhat relevant today that that mean a difference. Number four, may the force be with you. Ooh, yeah. uh, Star Wars, right? That's that's pretty solid line. So another one, I'm going to make him an offer I can't refuse, right? From the Godfather. Godfather. Come on. All right. That's that's okay. That's that's good. You talking to me? That's pretty good. Taxi driver. Taxi driver. 1976. De Niro's got some, some top 10 action. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Well, I guess he didn't, he didn't do the, that was... That wasn't De Niro making him an offer. Right. Well, yeah. So uh, number 10, the first rule about Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Yes. That, I mean. Is that a Brad Pitt voice? They have something. Okay. I don't know what it was. I got caught in the middle of different voices, <laughs> right? But yeah. I rolled with it. Yeah. I am your father. Like, I am your, Luke, I am your father. <sighs> yeah. All right. So that, okay. I can buy that. that mm. That's all right. Uh, number 12. Hello. My name is Igno Montoya. Ooh. You killed my father. Prepare to die. That's a good one. Princess Bride, 1987. Great I'll movie. buy that. Great I'll movie. buy that. Uh, number 17, uh, Bond. James Bond. Ooh, which, one, which Bond did you go with? Who was it? Uh, what, well, the before, one before Sean Connery. Oh, Roy Moore? Rob Moore? Rob Moore. I think yeah, if that was the one. I can't, I can't think of his name. James. James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Bond. Uh, from uh, Dr. No in 1962, right? I'm sure he says in many other ones, but that's what this list uh, subscribed to. Number 18, I See Dead People, mm. The Sixth Sense, 1999. All right, so we're getting a little bit closer. That's, uh, that's Bruce's highest. Yep. Yep. He didn't they, say it. He didn't Haley. say it, but uh, yeah. What's the kid's name? Haley Osmond. You're good at these names, man. <laughs> Number 19. I'll be back. That was Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? That was, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Terminator, 1984. Number 20. Ooh. You can't handle the truth. That was good. That, I nailed that you one. Got, you nailed that one. I nailed that one. That, that's actually, if you're talking about lines from movies, I could probably recite that movie. It's, that's some good stuff. That's good stuff. He eats breakfast from 20,000 Cubans trained to kill him. Right? Really I mean, I, I got that one. He, and then he filmed that in like three days or something, Jack Nicholson. He made a killing. Well, but I don't know if you know this, but that scene at the end with the, the courtroom scene. Yeah. All right. That was done in one take. Oh, yeah, that's it was it. one take. One and out. So between. So you think about it. That's the, the, the stars in that scene between everyone, all the key players right there. They did it in one take. Kevin Pollock also. Kevin Pollock. Look at this. Gosh, <laughs> look at this. Right there. Right there. And then 22, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. So while I don't agree with this list, um, the ones that we just kind of talked about right there, I can see why they would be in the vicinity of, yeah. of this line. 
Wait, you skipped over E.T. Phone Home, and I just wanted to hear you try that one real quick. Um, E.T. <laughs> phone Home. That's good. That's good. <laughs> E.T. 1982. is 1982. I was hoping man. that's what it was going to sound like. Ho- hopefully, I gave you the payoff that you needed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I'm not looking at you. <laughs> A lot of Casablanca, though. You know what's funny on some of these movies? They are, you don't, they're just sayings. They're, they're just sayings yeah, now, you know? Yeah, they're sayings now. And, and that's, you know, unfortunate because these are classic movies, right? They they have a spot in movie history, but they're really not relevant right now. No. And then they're like, so have we not wrote any good good movie lines in like 80 years? Yeah, right. Right. That's it. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. So back to where we're at. So we kind of – that's where we pick up. We ended with McLean and Hans talking on the on the walkie-talkie for the first time. And also, Hans is. We've learned that Hans is missing his detonators. Yeah, which brings up our topic for the end of the night too, which is things that we've lost in the fire or just lost. So uh, I don't know. You wanna you wanna kick us off on that? Yeah, you know, there's so many good things. Uh, you know, I don't want to jump right into all the good stuff, but but really, you know, it kind of starts with you know Al Powell. He gets in there. He gets in the building. You know the. One of the the guys, uh, the terrorist who tries to act like a cowboy, talks like a cowboy. Yeah. You know, his bad the English Texas accent, accent? Texas accent. He's got the cowboy boots, so and he's yeah. a tall dude, so it kind of fits the part. But he's like a butler too. Yeah, he's wearing like a vest. He looks like a butler, dude. He could be like a cowboy, Mister Belvedere. What yeah. Do you, what do you yeah. think? Yeah. This is a weird accent. If I were Sergeant Al Powell, I would. It would raise a red flag. Like, where is this gentleman from that's speaking to me in a as a butler? Yeah, so it was just kind of weird, and you know, and they and the guy, and he was kicking his feet back in the chair watching a game, wasn't he? What, what game was he watching? Yeah, it was the Notre Dame, Notre Dame USC on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, which gets me kind of thinking. I'm like, all right, it's a bowl game. Yeah, it's got to be because because that game right there is a historical. It's a big rivalry. Yeah, and you do a little research, you find out that that game. Just like most college rivalries, Michigan, Ohio State, all of that, it's like the Saturday after Thanksgiving, historically. So if they're watching a game, there's no way. And it's not like they have – he's rolling on a v, VCR, you know, tape. Yeah, he's not. He's I'm not gonna, recording it. No, who's – I'm going to – I'm going to – I guess it's slow night and I'll just bring some old <laughs> tapes of Notre Dame and USC. So yeah, so that was, that was a little bit of a flaw. It was a glaring flaw that I didn't like, but – yeah, and he – I didn't like how he too – he comes in and he swears like three times in a row at the at Sergeant Alpha. Like just a very little – I guess I wouldn't like be swearing in front of a cop. He's like, yeah. God damn it, I got 50 bucks on these assholes. Yeah. And you're like, hey, man, just – I don't know. And then, and then I was like, you just admitted you were gambling in front of a cop. Are you not worried about that? What if he was oh, like – Oh, good point. Yeah. He should have, dude. How different a movie that been like, hey, <laughs> you're busted, pal. <laughs> And, the, and then that's what get, what triggers the the craziness that would ensue afterwards because of a, his you know, betting. Yeah, you, why the hell did you tell him you bet fifty bucks? You have never even seen a football game, you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So it, the the thing though too is he walks down. Al Powell walks in a little bit. He doesn't do his due diligence at all. He walks just a little bit closer to the elevator banks. And then he stops and turns around. Had he gone a little bit further, there was a dude there. Ready to light him up. He would have been done. Like probably four feet, he's done. But that almost kind of affirms uh, Hans in a couple uh, episodes before that or you know, segments that when he was talking about the, um, you know, what are you, some kind of rental uh, 
or security guard or something like that, you know, or somebody right. that's interested in getting their pension, you know, that they're not going to care to do anything. And and that, sure enough. Right there. Right yeah. there. They don't. They don't. So meanwhile, McLean's upstairs. He sees Al Paul pull up. He's kind of driving around the loop out in front of the building. And I bring this up because we just mentioned the best lines of all time. And the PKA was actually Bruce Willis's throwing. He said that he that came to his head. And he just ad libbed it, and then, you know, the rest is history. But then he also did, which is I think uncharacteristic, maybe the low point of Die Hard, is when he said, "Who's driving this car, Stevie Wonder?" Yeah, I was like, "That's kind of for one, it, it's a timed. It's, the joke's ti- timely." Now mm-hmm. you're like stuck to Stevie Wonder, and you know, yeah, okay, I see that. Other than that, you could, you could have almost said, when, "When does this movie take place?" In a lot of ways, it doesn't have to be in. A certain year until you throw in Stevie Wonder. Yeah, then well, Joe Dukaki and and everything about the, you know, the passwords and Red Castle and all right. of that Pearl Harbor references. So yeah. I guess they could be timely, but we're not really talking about that stuff now. No, true, but just maybe a little insensitive. Yeah, right, and definitely, and just a bad joke. Over like, oh, yeah. you're calling him a blind guy. Yeah, like, come on, man. Yeah, it could have done better material for that. That's when I think he's a, he's. In in real world, Bruce Willis, he's a celebrity. He says shit like that, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, Bruce, yeah, come on, man, oh, you got us, man." Steve Wonder, oh, man, you're the king of Steve Wonder. <laughs> so, the, so then John freaks out because he sees Sergeant Powell leaving, right? And he's like, "What the fuck?" So he just tried doing the Dalmatian, right? He pulls the fire alarm <laughs> once, right? That doesn't work. He's like, "What's it take?" He got the nine one one operator, Don't you know, you're jerking him around on the phone, right? As he order says, pizza. "It's right over a pizza." And now in this time. It, uh, it, it, you know, it, it kind of backfires for him so that you know, it doesn't work. So what does he do? You know, he takes the guy. Well, they, they run in the room. Yeah. Marco, one of the terrorists, running. Dipshit runs in. Uh, I don't know why he's running in. He's running full speed like a child at a hotel. <laughs> turns the corner. His gun's not even up. Nope. And John McClane's like, freeze asshole. He's he, like, freeze that. And he's like, don't. The terrorist is like, no, don't shoot. Don't yeah. shoot. He's like, get on the fucking ground. Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Terrorist has a fully automatic that's <laughs> – she's not even holding it up. No, he's not. Again, these, these terrorists, what do they do in their off time? They're Again, not practicing They're not terrorists. practicing their craft. <laughs> no. Come on. So the best part is McLean's just got a little 9 millimeter. Yeah. And he just, you know, like a cop, holds it up like, hey, put it down, asshole, motherfucker. And Marco's freaking out. Like, duh, 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 duh. And then his boy comes in, Heinrich, from behind. He's ready to go. He's, he's ready to go. And, and so like when he knows he's there, he just drops to the floor. Marco ducks out of the way like a <laughs> fucking dick. Let's his buddy get lit up. This guy just capped. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then, yeah, and then, then, it's, then it's his turn. So, so what happens? So then John is like, oh, shit. I got to, you know, he's trying to go. He go, crawls under the table. Right? right. So that's probably not his best move. And also the oddest table of all time. Yeah. It's not even a straight table. It's a zigzag. It's like a fucking lightning bolt table. Yeah. 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 Lightning bolt table from. Yeah. But then yet again, this movie doesn't uh, let us down because the terrorists are fucking idiots again. Yeah. So if this guy couldn't be more stupid, now now he jumps on the table. Yeah. Like, I'm going to get a good advantage point here. I will chase a guy under the table from on top of the table. Yeah. It. Yeah, and he and he's he starts jumps on the table and he says um, uh, something I don't know what was it like uh, next time you have a chance to kill don't hesitate at all pal yeah the pal is so awkward oh gosh the guy's never had a friend before he's never called anybody pal in a serious way only in a sarcastic way do you think these terrorists went through uh, you know just like an English class of oh, like yeah. you know just a, ESL you know, 
Yeah, something like that, just oh, so they sure. can assimilate better in the you know it, with everybody. Oh yeah, some, some LA community, Santa Monica Community College. They went to took ESL for a half semester, summer semester, something like that. They could they, anything would have been better than what the fuck they went in with. Yeah. And so now he's on there. He says this cheesy line, and he's now cocking his, his gun. He hasn't even cocked even it until the, he's it. not even ready. And then that's when what happens? John takes lights him up. From underneath the table. From underneath the table. And so I, he lights him up 16 bullets. Oof. All through the crotch pretty much. Through – yeah, pretty much. That's like where you'd go in to have like heart surgery when they go into that, that vein in your thigh. Yeah, that's a pretty important vein right there. That's it. Where do you think that that bullet that comes up through that thigh, like is that coming out as ass or does it go straight up in his body and just stays there? I mean probably. Maybe there probably could have been a couple out of his ass. Oh, man. You know, the angle. We can get some CSI on that. Can you imagine the, when the coroner picks it up? He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened here? How did somebody shoot this guy? How did this guy get shot from underneath? It's like, what the hell just happened? The guy's on the... <laughs> <laughs> Bullets facing north everywhere in his body. How did he get shot? There's some on the 32nd floor next to the the, <laughs> the, the, the Santa Claus thing that's up there. You're like, what? What just happened? What's going on in this building? Yeah, but that was a, a definitely another good reminder of like the the caliber, you know, of, of of idiots that they're dealing with. So, so he takes the body because Al Powell decides that there's nothing going on here. And he sees him starting to leave. McLean chucks Marco out of the window onto Al Powell's cop car and then takes Marco's fully automatic and just starts lighting him up. And he's hitting the car with it, which I thought was mm-hmm. – I mean there's some frustration. I think he's also going a little crazy because he's just now has three three murders in, oh, in yeah. 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean it'll happen. It's called Juice. Oh, he's jacked up yeah. right now, man. Tupac he's, had a movie about Juice. juice. Yes. You get that juice, man. Yeah. And he's got it. He's got it. He's got that itch, man. But, you know, so that was it. And he said another line, welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Did you know I did a little math on that? That body falling 30, <laughs> 300 feet <laughs> is traveling at 98 miles an hour when it hits the car. And he hits the car. That thing would destroy that car. For sure. He would not be able to drive that anywhere. So talking about destroying the car, because here's another thing. So then now – Falls on there. He's getting shot up. Part, you know, Powell's like calling for backup. He's backing the car up. He's flooring it, and then and then it falls down like an awkward thing, and it's on an angle. Yeah. And like, how many how many takes did that happen? Like, that was just the weirdest thing to have it down an angle like that. Too. It's on like a forty five degree angle. Where the top part's in the air. I'm like, how is he even going to get out of that? Yeah. He's got to be like eight feet off the ground. Oh, for sure. And yeah. You know, his knees aren't up for that kind of jump, <laughs> right? No way. So. That pretty much wraps up the action part of it. So then he gets on the walkie and no, Hans gets on the walkie. He's like, I told everybody to stay off the walkies. And he's like, Hans. And he gets all witty with him, right? <laughs> yep. Shows his personality right here. Yeah. Which I thought he showed. I, th- I thought he went too far a little bit on showing too, m- too many of his cards. Yeah. John McClane did. Like you didn't need to – you might want to pull some – hey, what's a, what's the big deal if Hans thinks you're a deadbeat security guard? It's better than thinking you're like a cop with all the, these resources and knowledge, right? Yeah, definitely. So I, I didn't really get why he did that. And then he also let him know how much he knew about him, which I thought, again, eh, maybe that's why John's not like yeah, higher I mean, up, you know? Yeah. yeah but but I actually, I I was okay with him. Talking about how much he knew about him because then that just kind of shows how much he knows and and really could maybe put Hans in a little bit of a thing of, you know, get a little nervous. 
Yeah, maybe he wants to try to raise it up a little bit. Yeah. Just get him thinking like, oh, gosh, what does this guy know? That's true. So he he they have a they have some interesting banter, Hans and, and John. Um, Hans basically calls him out for being uh, watching too much TV as a kid, thinking he's a cowboy. Calls out America a little bit, says we're a bankrupt culture. Mm-hmm. McLean responds by a couple movie quotes. I don't know if that helps the cause that we're not up yet. Yeah. Oh, I know. It definitely doesn't. Like, eh, sorry, Hans. Want to go for double jeopardy where the stakes are even mm-hmm. higher? Like, oh, man. Come on, John. You win some, you lose some, I guess, on those. And he's like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just a little monkey in the wrench, little fly in the ointment, little pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And then the gem comes. Then right when he's walking out of the, Oh, no. He's like, what do you go? What do you what does he say? Rambo? Whatever. Yeah. He calls him Rambo. He calls him, um, you know, just all the different kinds of uh, all the different kinds of uh, movie characters from the from the cowboys, all of that. And then that's when he was talking. Then he brings up, you know, I, no, I'm more partial Roy Rogers. Right. And then he's about to exit the door. Oh, he also picked up smokes out of Heinrich's pockets. Too. He did. He did. He had his first smoke in a while. Probably felt great, especially after killing. after three, <laughs> three kills, <laughs> three, three in the bag. Oh my god, that's a good smoke for him. Oh yeah. So he's he's about to go down the door, just back against the door, kicks it open. Yippee, motherfucker! Yeah, so man. good with a cigarette in his mouth, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, so it's just good. it's just such that just epitomizes how much of a badass he is. Yeah, and he, and Hans is he's pretty upset that he knows that he has the detonators, which the plan is to blow the roof. We don't know the full story, but that's what he's that's what his goals are. Yeah. Uh, another little part that comes up is that we are introduced to the third party, which is the media. The media gets a little sprinkle in that mm-hmm. some, that they're going to be a part, a larger part of the story when they're intercepting some of the radio calls that there's something going on at the Nakatomi building. Yep. And that cr- super creep guy is trying to get a reservation at Spago. Yeah, the Spago. So that reporter, though, he's not a super creep at that time. He's okay. He's just the trying media. to do his job. He's trying to do whatever. You know, he becomes a creep later. Super creep later. Yeah. 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 So, well, our topic tonight, we got a couple minutes left here. And uh, we thought it was appropriate because of how important it is that Hans has lost those detonators that we talk about at the time that we've lost something. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. I lost uh, – well, I mean, I've lost my mind a lot. Right. I can that. tell. I can yes. tell. I've lost my car once for a while. <laughs> How long? A couple hours. A couple hours. But yeah. I was at home. I had a party at my house, woke up, and I went to go probably get like a Quizno sub. You know, right. Nice toasted sub. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, where the hell is my – I had a blazer. Where the hell is my blazer? I look in the – it's not in the garage. <laughs> I'm like outside, I'm like, ah, shit. And then I start retracing. Like, I was at my house all night, you know. I'm like, what happened? And my uh, airport Billy finally, he was living with me then. He's like, he gave up and like, yeah, we parked it down a couple blocks over. That's funny. <laughs> so I had to walk and get my car. It's like a walk of shame too. And you're like, Ugh. man, even from last episode, you got airport Billy. Man, he's got a lot of shit you guys got into. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he was a character. I wish Jay was here for our story. We got lost in the woods together in like high school for like a couple hours damn yeah we we didn't we went to hell michigan for like our high school end of state at last day of school party kind of thing mm-hmm. and i i didn't want to pay the five or ten bucks to get into the campground so i'm like hey i bet we can just cut through these woods and get there so that took five hours we're like we showed up and it was starting to get dark yeah right and uh 
yeah, so it was kind of scary for a while. We cut across the marsh finally, ruined some shoes. So that was scary. And then I was in New York and we had tickets to a Rachel Ray show, side story. Mm-hmm. And the topic was Lost. And I shared this. They had a guy from Lost as a guest or whatever. And I, so they picked me to be on me and some other gal to tell our stories of being lost. With Rachel Ray. With Rachel Ray. So I'm in the audience. They, they do me up in makeup and everything like that. And they tell me, okay, you're going to, she's going to say that, then raise your hand and she'll call, you know, you guys up. There's just two of us. And uh, so I felt pretty awesome. The lady goes before me. She tells her story and then takes some weird jab at men. That's, really? That was like too much. Okay. It was like maybe close to inappropriate. And Rachel Ray was like, Okay, I think we've had enough of that. And I'm like, my hands up. I'm like, you. Oh, man. So you didn't even get to. I didn't get to do it. No. Oh, bitch. Ah. And then the worst part is I have all this makeup on. (laughs) Like they just put shit around your eyes and some stuff. So I have this makeup on and and I'm sitting there watching the show just mad. And then we go out to the bar after and I'm just this fucking creep with makeup on. Oh, yeah. That's super creep. With no cool story. Yeah. Although we saw Rachel Ray. Her top came down and we saw her in her bra. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was, you know, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess the best part of it. That's probably the best part, yeah. Yeah, as as if you just hanging out with some dudes at a bar later and, and you're talking about makeup being bad, but then you're like, well, where were you? And be like, oh, yeah, Rachel Ray. So, I mean, it just makes it even worse. Yeah. yeah like, you oh, just can't win. That's, yeah. a, that's a lose-lose right there. I have makeup on and I went to Rachel Ray's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I don't really have a lot, man. I, I got, uh, I mean, I lose stuff all the time, but. You know, I, I was I was traveling and was in San Francisco. Just got got out of a cab, and you're like, "Fuck! I think I left my phone in the cab." So you're oh, freaking out, right? Yeah. It's just a shitty feeling when you lose your phone. And um, so then I'm thinking about it. You know, looking, asking somebody for their phone to go try to find the number, calling them, saying, "Yeah, car number two thirty seven. Yeah, you got to get a hold of them to get the phone and go through these switches. Fifteen twenty minutes later, panic. And then you realize you look in your bag, motherfucker, is my right. bag the whole time. <laughs> you know, just one of those things, man. I bought one of those stickers on the back of my phone where my credit card is an ID go. Mm-hmm. And that I call that um, putting all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> if I lose that, I'm just so fucked. Oh, hell yeah. Hell it's yeah. But but you know that See? you'll be uh, – Yeah, has it too. Oh, yeah. She's got one. That's a, a good one. one. Mine only holds like three cards, but that's all I really need. Yeah, it's all you need. Mine's a little – Yours is a little yeah. extra, but hey, <laughs> you're prepared. Yeah, I have a, like a <laughs> dental card in there and yeah. yeah. Costco card. That's Costco. necessary at all times. Yeah. Go to the dentist, HSA. <laughs> Kate, you lose anything ever? Not often. Not often. That's good. No. I'm like purses though, so – you lose purses? Uh, you know, yes. <laughs> like, I am not the type of person that can have a purse. I will leave it somewhere. Oh, yeah. I've even tried getting, like, brightly colored ones, and I can't function. I think uh, I'm glad men don't do. have purses. I, I often like, it would be cool to have one because you have, like, a bag of gear and weapons with you. But I think I think that's why they created like cargo shorts for men. I think that's why they also created fanny packs, too. Fanny packs. Oh, yeah. You should just get a fanny pack. I'll, I'll I'll probably get one, <laughs> but it'll be when they're because they're maybe getting cool now. I don't even know, but I'll make fun of them for two years, and then they'll go on sale, and then I'll get one when they're on their way out. And, then and you just no miss it, miss cool it again. again. I miss it again. I mean, yeah. Bring the fanny back. I have a man. teenage mutant ninja turtle one. Do you want to borrow that for a day? Oh, try it Which out. Turtle? See how you feel. <laughs> Is it all of the it's turtles? Not all of the turtles. All of them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Bring it next week. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. We are out of time. Thank you so much, Kate. Hot Dog King of Detroit. Joey. Yep, yep. I'm Matt. And until next time, guys. Thanks. See ya.